Now on Tucson Business Radio X, Heather Wilpert from the Tucson Metro Chamber and her guests for The Business Of. Welcome to The Business Of. We're streaming live from Tucson Business Radio X studio inside Stort Title Building on Broadway Boulevard in Tucson, Arizona. Today's topic is The Business Of Play. And I'm excited to introduce my special guests today who represent different aspects of today's topic and, of course, are all members of the Tucson Metro Chamber. First off, Hilary Van Alsberg serves as Executive Director at Children's Museum Tucson, Oro Valley. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming today. John Winchester is the Executive Director of the Northwest Branch of the YMCA of Southern Arizona. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course, and Sierra Boyer, Boyer is the Community Promotions and Marketing Manager for Tucson Parks and Recreation. Hi, Hi thank you for having me. Of course, I'm so glad you're all here. I reached out to all of you because all of your organizations have to do with getting people out of their houses and out having fun and learning new things and being active and new experiences. And so to me, all that together means play. <laughs> and whether you are three years old or 103 years old, I think you should always have an excuse to, to get out there and learn new things and be active and have some fun. So that's what we're all here today about, really. So why don't we get started by each of you telling me a little bit about your background, and that way our listeners can put the voices to each name. Do you want to start off, Sierra? Sure, sure. I was born and raised in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, I went to high school at Sabino, and I okay. grew up playing softball and right. got a scholarship, and so I went and played uh, softball at Marshall University don't know if you've heard of it, but it's in West Virginia. I was going to guess made a movie. West Virginia. <laughs> they that, made a movie about, about it. Yeah. <laughs> so wasn't that about football? It was about football, yeah, and the plane crash. That's oh, the bummer. But oh, Matthew my. McConaughey was in it, so oh. I'm sure you've heard of it or seen it, maybe. Uh, so I played softball there and graduated and then got in the field of parks and recreation in North Carolina oh, Okay. as a part-time gig and then worked my way up. And my background is sports management and marketing uh, at the university. So when I saw a job opened up in Tucson at uh, Tucson Parks and Recreation, I moved back before I got the job and got a job at the YMCA. And a few months later, did I got you know the that job. job? Did not know. A few oh. months later, I got the job. And so I left the YMCA. Oh. But I kind of always stayed in the field of parks and recreation, sure. kind of. YMCA is pretty close. Mm -hmm. And here I am now, That's seven years fantastic. later. Yeah. Miss Hillary. Nice. I think we all move around. So I yeah. I am a native Arizonan as well. Uh, I grew up in Phoenix. I went to NAU for undergrad. Mm -hmm. I moved to Tucson for U of A Law School. And uh, I built a cabin in uh, Elgin. So mm -hmm. I'm just kind of sliding downhill. I've <laughs> got it covering all my bases. <laughs> That's great. Are you yeah. making your own wine? Well, you know, we're sampling the wine. Oh. I, I can't say that we're making <laughs> wine yet. You know, we're it's just for weekends. So we, we're not really down there enough to you know, lose all the money in the in the vineyards right. that one would have to invest. <laughs> so but they're fun. making great wine down there. It's I've fun. heard. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I need to check it out again. It's been a few years. Yeah, it's good. John, tell us about what you're up to. Um, I, too, am a Tucson native, uh, born and raised here, went to the U of A um, several times. Nice. <laughs> Most recently for my master's in public administration, um, also went there for undergrad. Um, I worked at the U of A in public and community relations for a while, and then I started working out at the Northwest YMCA um, as the executive director of that branch um, last year in April. Oh, 
Okay, so fairly recently. Fairly recently, less That's than a great. year. That is such a nice why there. I've been there before, and you have the exposed rammed earth walls as you walk in. We do. It's it's a beautiful facility, um, and it serves a large population up in the northwest. Where the northwest is, it's the uh, Northwest Pima County YMCA Community Center. So we're a, we're a service provider on behalf of the county and unincorporated okay. Pima County, and we also pull residents from uh, Oro Valley and Marana and North Tucson. So um, the YMCA is a community builder, and so several of our other branches are partners with the City of Tucson, Ott, um, and Lighthouse and Mulcahy. Okay. Um, and so we, we, you know, we try to build as many partnerships as we can, often right. in parks and recreation. So that's great, and. Since you do, both of you do have a little overlap, what I like the most is that both of your organizations appeal to the littlest toddler on up to senior level type programs. Right. Tell us about, say, uh, some of the programs that are geared more toward the, the older folks. So we do have three dedicated senior, senior centers. Mm -hmm. So they do senior programming out of there. Sometimes it's like card games or little fitness classes, and we partner with PCOA uh, to host some of those. Uh, they also have senior membership cards to where they can use the weight room and the pools on certain days, right. as well as the re rest of the recreation center. Uh, we just got done with hosting the Senior Olympic Games, yeah, right. senior, senior Olympics Festival How in many January. years has that been going on? Forever. I think yeah. it was like 30-something this past year. That's awesome. Yeah, thousands of athletes from not just from Tucson, just from, you know, Southern Arizona right. or a little further come and compete, uh, anything from like archery or bowling mm -hmm. to, I think we have pool on there, uh, billiards and stuff like that. So I love that. Great. It seems like pickleball is Pickleball's the oh craze. My gosh. Yeah. Whenever, huge. <laughs> yeah. My parents who now are in Pennsylvania, but they would stay in Saddlebrook for, you know, two and a half months at a time and they would play pickleball my dad would play pickleball and I was like at first I was like what's pickleball <laughs> you know but I guess it's a That's really great. great it's more of like a low intensity tennis game they get pretty intense it's a slower tennis right, right slower because the butt's a wiffle ball essentially. right tennis the, ping pong my yeah. Yeah. yeah without the table yeah without the table we had a we had a 78 year old woman break her wrist oh no last summer diving for a ball well good for her i mean that's i mean it's awesome <laughs> but um <laughs> but they're real like, they're serious too yeah. my nephew is a pickleball coach i mean it's, it's, it's a real incredible. deal yeah we that's get 50 great. or more people a day coming into play i love that it's incredible and hillary i bet from your perspective even though you're at the children's museum i bet it is such a delight to see some of the little ones come in maybe with their grandparents oh, and just to great. see that interaction. Oh, it's so great. And I think the, what families like about coming to the Children's Museum is that it's a safe place to come and mm -hmm. you can engage at whatever level you want, right? Right. So if you aren't necessarily involved in their life every single day, if you're just coming as a grandparent, you're just visiting with them, you get the opportunity to go somewhere fun that's all, all right. sort of open-ended and, uh -huh. and you can have a fun time that doesn't necessarily have to be orchestrated by you 100%. So. Exactly. And when you do that sort of activity, Activity too, those experiences are what kids remember. And yeah. I like that everything is so hands on and it's not like you're paying 
hundreds of dollars to go to Disneyland and you still have these really great experiences. Well, and you can come and you can, if you're a member, like, like you were saying, John, that you, you can come and experience for as little or as long as you want. If you want to come three times a week, we have people that do that. We have people that build it into their, you know, drop off the older child and then right. bring the younger one in for, for, you know, any kind of playtime. And it's, it's one of those gathering places that I think people really enjoy having the opportunity to, to like you said, have hands-on play. It's all right. very interactive. So I'm most familiar with the downtown location, but now I hear that there's the Oro Valley, too. Tell us about that. How long has it been around? And... We're, yep, we're celebrating our five-year anniversary in wow. May. I okay. Know. I, I think know. it's just because my kids are older. Somehow I skipped that. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, it, 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 and it's true, but it's also geared toward younger kids. It's oh, the, good the, to know. The uh, Oro Valley location is just zero to five. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And how did you come about making that decision? Well, it was a satellite location, and actually, we were approached by the town of Oro Valley, and and oh. you know they've got a very family centric uh, model, and they're really inform you know kind of informing what they do with with trying to bring in resources, and it, it's one of those great opportunities to say, sure, we'll partner, and they they've been a great partner right from the beginning so we we uh, opened up as a small location as a satellite and and that has been really successful and we're planning to stay there for as long as as long as the community will have us that's fantastic and so are two children's museums in tucson the capacity or is there room for more well you know there's, there's always <laughs> there's always room for more play i'll say yeah, that yeah that's a good answer. yeah exactly <laughs> that's fantastic now back to you john with the different ymcas how many branches are there all together there are four branches uh two uh child care centers Three after school sites, and I could be missing um, mm -hmm. a number that number on that one. And then we have our camp, which is up in Oracle. Right, uh, Triangle, y. Triangle Y. That is iconic. I don't believe I know a single person whose child did not go <laughs> to Triangle Y. Right, it's been around for yeah. a long time. And it's it's really it really is iconic for people who have been in Tucson for any number of years or had kids here. Mm -hmm. um, there's, it's it, it's. A lot of people just have been there. Right. And then I just found out recently that uh, the committee within Tucson Metro Chamber, GTL, Greater Tucson they Leadership, their, they have their retreat. Their inaugural retreat. Yeah. I just year. found that out the other day. And it kind of, I chuckled a little bit because I just think of kids being there, but it'll be fun for these oh, adults no, to have this. a retreat center. They're, they're open year round. Oh, okay. Um, and they host retreats. Diamond Ventures does things out there. Oh, certainly oh. a lot of companies will go up there for a day they'll even stay do stay overnight stays and things like that absolutely yeah and i remember my youngest daughter loving the uh the ropes course the there ropes course. Yep. that's all she could talk about and the pictures from the ropes course like i've never seen her smile that big like she loved it it's a whole lot of fun my son goes up there uh our summer camps even if they're not at the at the try why they're at one of the branches um, they still take every week, they take a day to go up to the, the camp and spend time there. My son loves it. So that's fantastic. And we were talking about some of the, the senior level programs that you have, uh, Sierra was talking about that, but then you do too, like the silver sneakers and even the oh, deep water sure. aerobics and that sort of thing. And I love, I love seeing these older people still being super active. Oh, they are. I mean, and they demand and they're in a lot of ways. If you're in the business of building community, mm -hmm. which if you have a physical space, um, that's really the best use for it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in this age of technology, your physical space is often 
it's almost like people think it's becoming passe, but it's not. Right. It's so crucial to building community. It's and true. the uh, we uh, about a third of our membership, we have 12,000 members. About a third of them are healthcare memberships um or older and older professionals. Okay. And they but 60% of our group programming is their programming. Right. They drive it. They have we have we have to keep it finding space. We have now wow. we went from having 30 uh, people in a class for senior aerobics to 50. We had to move it into our big gymnasium and those are all packed and full in our swim classes, Zumba, water Zumba, you know, you name it. They're in all the classes trying it out. There was a this morning at the branch, a 70 year old uh, gentleman coming out telling me how he just took uh, wanted to try body combat. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like they they will try anything. They will. They just want to be active. And we just had one of our members, um, long time member, John Cole, pass away in June of last year. And his wife came in to support our annual campaign. Um, but we put up a plaque in his honor because he Aww. said the why's the reason I stayed alive so long is because it kept that. me active. I love that. I remember once nice. when I was extremely pregnant, like near the end. <laughs> <laughs> and so I signed up for the deep water aerobics class because I thought I'm going to still move around and water's great. I'll be weightless. <laughs> and so right when it came available, I went in, logged in and booked it. And then the first day of class I showed up. And these other women were all like, well, where's Betty? Where's Betty? And then one of them was like, well, Betty said that she what, she logged in and there weren't any spots left. So here I am. Oh, no. Clearly took Betty's spot. Clearly. And I was, I'm so they sorry, were, Betty. Yeah. You know, like, can't they squeeze her sorry. in? Don't be sorry. They know that. <laughs> and so they were very kind. They were very welcoming. But deep down, I was like, oh, man, I'm so sorry, Betty. Didn't uh, mean to no. take your spot. I was just trying to. No, they, not... it's competitive. <laughs> yes. They come in 30 minutes before to make sure that they get their spots. That's great. So. Uh, before we went on air, of course, I had to ask about the adult party <laughs> over at the Children's Museum Tucson that I've heard about, but I still need to go. So, Hillary, tell us about um, the Evening of Play. Evening of Play. Evening tell of play. Us oh, you've got to come. It's so fun. So this year it'll be on October 3rd, and we have it every year in October. And it's just a chance for adults to come to the museum and play, play like mm -hmm. a kid. So you can't come to the Children's Museum normally unless you have a child. That's just a rule we've got. And that's how we're sticking to it. Right. But in the evening when we do our, our big event in October, you can come and play on the fire truck and, you know, get, take your photo in the photo booth. And That sounds so fun. It's We bring in a lot of wonderful restaurants and mm. they have great food and you're in all the different exhibits. We've got music and, and we have a great candy table at the end of the night and a mac and cheese bar and, and snoring dogs and all kinds of stuff that just makes it fun to be there. There. But what we really love about it is that it's not, it is a fundraiser for the Children's mm -hmm. Museum. This is this is one of our, it's actually our only fundraising event where oh. we're, we're asking people for money. But your your um, sponsorship of the event or your ticket to come to the event is the only time we ask you for money. Uh -huh. It's it's not a sit down formal dinner where you right. have to, you know, get out your checkbook. It's just to come and have fun at the museum. Now, so tell me about the attire. Do people come ready to play or do they come in their little fancy or just? anything goes well it is tucson so we, we call it tucson or. fancy <laughs> so we have had people that'll come in their jeans and their cowboy boots mm -hmm. and we've got people coming in tuxedos and sparkly gowns so it's kind of whatever you're comfortable doing yeah that's awesome yeah and sierra you know even though we're only in march at the moment summer 
is going to be here before we know it. So do you already have your summer programs set? And uh, Yeah. Set? We've been working on the summer catalog now for a couple months, which will come out. Well, the classes will be online March 13th, uh -huh. and our paper catalog will be out soon after. Okay. Um, but we're still taking registration for spring classes, so it's kind of oh, okay. we take those until March 16th, but... We have to plan for the summer. Everybody's looking for their summer camps to go to or their classes they want to take, swim lessons they want to get started on. So they've got to make those plans. So we're getting that out soon. Definitely. And you have so many pools and splash pads. I think, I wonder if the general public is aware of how many opportunities there are. Um, like I'm always thinking of the Edith Ball pool, for example, how it's so nice that part of it is tented so you're not being baked nice. by the sun in the middle of summertime. And Yeah, that is. We actually have 20 pools wow. citywide. I didn't realize it was that um, many. Well, I thought for, you were going to say eight, no, which is a lot no, too. <laughs> yeah, 20 and we, we open, we actually have more pools that are still closed um, back when we closed for budget reasons in oh. 2020. 2009 I believe okay but we've been opening more and more pools every year and so the Edith Ball Adaptive Recreation Center is one of the cool ones as a, a therapy pool but also has an outdoor pool that's tinted mm -hmm. um but all summer long, kids swim free at all of our pools except for Edith Ball. Okay. But even then, it's it's only a dollar for youth right. and two for adults. But that's something that uh, we like to do for the kids during the summer. They, they swim free, and then we have some pool parties throughout the summer, right. things like that. And that one in particular is also pretty cool just because you can be there, and then all of a sudden, because of the proximity next to the zoo, you hear an elephant yeah. or a <laughs> lion, and uh, that's so cool, especially yes. if you're there in the morning when they're having their breakfast. They seem to make their voices heard right that's right <laughs> and then tell us too about some of the adult programs like I remember going there um, when my kids were little but then you could see all these people playing badminton or playing volleyball and so how can people get involved uh, with some of those programs if they want to Right. You know, be in tournaments each, or whatever. Yeah. Each of our recreation centers are different and they offer different things throughout the day in, say, like open gym or badminton or pickleball, uh, volleyball. We have um, basketball going on. And that's just our recreation center offerings, our leisure class offerings. We even offer intro to badminton or pickleball, mm -hmm. language lessons for adults, oh. jewelry making, pottery, ceramics, photography, right. um, health and fitness classes. We, I always say we offer something for everyone, but it's so true. It's cliche, but it's so true. It is There's true. There's so much, hundreds and hundreds of classes that we offer for, for not just for kids. And a lot of times right. people think Park and Rex is mm -mm. just for kids, but it's, it's I not. took a uh, furniture upholstery class once. This was many years ago, but I absolutely loved it. And I went on to reupholster at least three or four chairs wow. and in-depth stuff. I mean, not just putting on a new little seat cover, yeah. like I was taking it all apart and the razor stuff <laughs> and, you know, and I learned so much and the instructor was fantastic. She must've been 80. I want to oh. say her name was June. I mean, this was a really long time ago, but uh, recently I looked to see if they still have upholstery and they don't. So how do people say there is someone who has a skill that they would love to teach a class? What do they do to even go about you know, we usually put them in touch with our leisure class supervisor, uh -huh. and then they kind of gauge the space that we have available and the need we have. Um, and then if it's something that we think that would do well with Parks right. and Rec and with the community, then we are able to offer it. That's hire awesome. them. We would hire them as an instructor. Right. And so then they make a little bit of money, but then Correct. you keep money, too. I, I think that's a great and idea. It's, it's, I mean... It's not much. I think we are 100% cost recovery, so we're just barely 
making what we need to to cover those right those costs right and i've noticed before at the y there's some interesting classes even i, I go to the downtown lowe's one, the lowe's one but yeah. i took it once i should go back because it was really interesting it was called qigong or something qigong, yeah Qi, yeah it's so like tell a, people what that is and talk about some of the other kind of unusual things that the y offers sure um for adults all of the above all really of the but, above yeah. i mean the the qigong is we offer that at several at, at i think three of our branches um it's a bit meditation and stretching uh -huh. um, movement yeah. Um, classes at the north at our northwest branch. I don't know what the attendance is at Los, but at the northwest branch, we get 45, 40, 45 people in it at a time. Oh, we have like it in I... our big gym because it, none of our our workout oh. rooms can can uh, sustain oh. the. The I only went that one time and it was just yeah. two other people, but I really liked people it. People love Rick, man. He teaches that thing and they, <laughs> they absolutely love him. And if he can't teach it because he's out, he's the only one of our instructors that teaches it. They are like, where's Rick? You know, they, they, people really depend on it. But the, we try to be much like um, Tucson Parks and Rec. We try to be sensitive to what people are wanting and, mm -hmm. and hear, listening to what they're they're wanting to do. And then we try to coordinate for the adults, coordinate those classes and opportunities. We have a bocce league. I uh, saw that. That is self-run. Is that popular? We don't have anything to do with it. The members? Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. During, um, after, in the summer seasons, no. Okay. But, but starting in October, they'll come in. They organize themselves and uh, they just go. And they come in every Wednesday night and they're ready to go so That's it's so they're, they're the the adults tend to be very self-motivated mm -hmm. and driven and we just kind of let them do that and we yeah. just kind of organize the space and the scheduling um for for kids we have a lot of different and families uh we have a lot of different kinds of programs coming through and we're really i'm really as a new director out there looking for opportunities to connect um the community mm -hmm. and so one of the mo more interesting things that we have going on here very quickly is we're going to have Dave Rubio come out and host um, volleyball clinics. Mm -hmm. He's such a great coach. He's incredible. And volleyball is like growing by leaps and bounds. It sure is. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. My oldest daughter played we club have, volleyball. We have uh, kids, you know, players coming all the way from East Tucson, Sabino Canyon area to, mm -hmm. to come and play in our volleyball leagues and, and attend the clinics. So, uh, but Dave Rubio is coming out and he's just hosting a fun clinic just to teach kids. And then he's also, but we're also, he's going to work with coaches. Um, we're going to have a coaches clinic. That's fantastic. And, uh, he has a, a nice style. He, he does. Mm -hmm. And we want to, but we want to encourage the adults and, mm -hmm. and try to expose them to as much as possible. So really we try to think as much as we can outside the box to see what Tucson has. Tucson has wonderful resources. Just wonderful resources and we want we want the people that live up in the northwest to be connected to them as many as possible i was just talking about the uh, oral valley uh, yeah. uh um children's, children's museum. museum and how somebody came in and dropped off a packet for me i opened it up but we want to be able to include that in the, the field trips for our camps there's just we don't have to invent a lot there's a lot of people doing mm -hmm. really wonderful things and we want to be as a community center a place that's connecting people um, to what those resources are. I love that. You know what else I, I found really interesting is uh, by now, let's say three years ago, I did El Tour, but I kept getting flats and I was getting annoyed. And so I just <laughs> started doing spinning classes. I strictly did spinning classes, but then even the people 
who were doing the spinning classes would go on bike rides oh, together. Yeah. And so it really was building the sense of community just from seeing the same faces over and over again. So it doesn't even have to be a spinning class. It can be anything. But I like that where you start to get to know your instructors. You start to get to know the other people. And then you realize, oh, you know. Right. I mean, well, that's the YMCA ethos. The programs mm -hmm. are a means. Are They're just a vehicle for us to be able to build communities yeah. and build relationships and connection. They're just a vehicle for us. Right. Um, it's not the point. Mm -hmm. It's um, for youth development we we focus on teaching values and there's a lot that you know athletics can teach you about life very much um and but also whether you're in a uh you know a body pump you know hit training class mm -hmm. or you're in qigong or whatever mm -hmm. it is that you're in um making sure that people are connecting and we have that if you come in any time between 9 and 12 at during the during the week at, a, at the ymca you're gonna find a lot of people just kind of sitting around hanging out they've already mm -hmm. done their class and they're you know, they've showered or whatever it is that they're ready for the mm -hmm. day and they're just hanging out with their friends. Um, it's 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 a cool space to be in that, right. where, where people are just kind of connecting that way. And that's what we try to do. Right. Fairly recently, I know the the Lowe's YMCA started with Sunday hours. Was that across the board or was that just that location? That was just Lowe's. Okay. Um, several years back, the census was down, uh, but with the revitali revitalization of downtown, mm -hmm. Um, there are more people living downtown Definitely. and there are more people doing things downtown. Mm -hmm. So they decided to do test hours. So they're running them on Sunday. Oh. And if those continue and they're there, we have pretty good attendance. Um, they'll expand those a little even mm. even more. But that's really it's a product of the fact that there's just more people downtown doing things. Right. I love that. And one of the other, I think, nice perks about being a member of the Y is that it's a nationwide membership. So you could even be away on business in Denver and show up at that Y and you could use their facilities. We see a lot of people. I mean, I just took a tour with a couple that's in town visiting. They are... Uh, wanting to move to Tucson, they're from Wisconsin. Okay, and we get those all the time, all the time. When when we had the uh, Nova Home Loans Bowl here, the amount of people who were here oh, from Wyoming right. was incredible, and they was just telling us, you know, how much they loved what was going on with the with the with all of the events and things surrounding the Nova Home Bowl. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of a weird kind of insight into the right. people that were coming into traveling. So the YMCA, because it's a nationwide membership, it you know we get. We get a lot of that up in the Northwest, as well as snowbirds and visitors and all kinds. So it's a lot I of fun. I love that. That's great. In fact, you, Hillary. So uh, like I said, I haven't been there for a little bit, but I did like how I would take uh, make another visit and there was something new. It always seems like there was something new to always. see. Yeah. So tell us, how often do you update or change an installation and what is the timeline for does something have a shelf life in particular? How do you determine all of that? For sure. And and part of it, I mean, in general speaking, you would say that an exhibit typically lasts five to seven years. Okay. You know, and kids are hard. Yes, they <laughs> they are. are hard on stuff, uh -huh. right? I mean, they're in there and they it's are. True. They are. They it's are. <laughs> but but it's it's how long it lasts is also determined, not just on, on sort of the, the fabrication, but it's also determined by, does it need to be updated? Is it still 
still mm-hmm. fun? Are people still engaging with it? Right. You know, you you uh, you say that we, we keep our exhibits, you know, we, this room is done and then you move on to the next one. But it's really an ever evolving pro- project. Mm-hmm. You're, you're always updating. There's always new pedagogy. There's always different ways that you can say, wow, OK, well, we've built this fantastic exhibit. And what, what are we going to do to engage um, school tours or how are we going to get people to have a literacy aspect once once they're into this mm-hmm. particular exhibit or what, so what are we as educational as possible within having fun. absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely We're, and so that's that's ever evolving right yeah. so do you have an industrial designer on board is that that what kind of profession makes it's tricky. children's yeah, exhibits it's, it, well there's actually a huge business for that okay um we have in-house we have um a director of exhibits and so he he handles things for the entire museum and then we also have someone who helps uh, helps with fabrication and, and building of stuff but so there there are kind of our two-person team wow. and th- that would never be enough um you know we we have we have some 17,000 square feet of exhibit space and we're always wow. trying to you know keep things fresh and keep exactly. things new so we we partner with a lot of different folks there's local designers there's people in Phoenix there's people in Florida I mean there's right. there's actually quite a quite a few exhibits builders out there right how much inspiration do you get from other similar uh, museums. Well, it's interesting because children's museums are one of those businesses that are that are within an industry completely non-competitive. We're oh, like nice. the friendliest group of That's people best. around. Yeah, so we get together, we go to conferences, and we we'll go to science center. What a, it is, an idea. it is. We're always collaborative, <laughs> and you know, you're, there's no two children's museums that are alike. Mm-hmm. So you can go and pick what you like at at this museum or at that museum and that museum, and you know, we get best practices from each other. We we learn. You know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. What did you use? We've got a great mm-hmm. sharing mechanism so we can say, who's got a policy on this? Or who's, right. who's you know, who's dealt with this issue? And, and oh, look, it's already here. We can already say, how do we right. adapt that to our museum? And so, so it's nice to be able to come to the Children's Museum Tucson and Children's Museum Oro Valley and be able to see, hey, this is my town. This is, exactly. this is what, what is unique yeah, to regional. us. Yeah, regional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and especially being from Tucson Metro Chamber, and we're always about workforce development and just different paths that people can take. So you think, oh, I'm creative. What kind of profession can I have with simply being creative? And being a designer for that sort of thing is exactly an avenue you could take. Well, and there's there's f- from starting up in, in uh, the Children's Museum, you know, we, we have between 35 and 40 employees at any given time. Uh-huh. So we are an educational institution, and we think it's really valuable to make sure that our employees have the opportunity to grow and be expressive with Very kind of much. what they like and what they enjoy in their jobs as well. So we have tours and we interact with our guests and we're always trying to make sure that we've got an educational um, bent to everything we do. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of creativity and a lot of arts and, and science that goes on at the museum. I love that. And I love that even your career path, like most people, it was not linear at all. You did a little of this and then a little of that and now you're here. Yep, exactly. I, I have uh, in my background, I was was an elementary teacher mm-hmm. and I had my own business and for 10 years and uh, here in Tucson loved it right and you know being a lawyer it, it all sort of pulls together but really development and and fundraising and um, development of the, of the museum itself is this is where I'm supposed to be that's so awesome yeah and then even a little bit of overlap we have is one of the exhibits that's still there 
maybe? Yes. Oh, oh no, it's definitely true, though. That's Bodyology. That I painted. Yes, you did. That was a long time oh, ago. Wow. She did. Yeah. She yeah. did? I had 15 years of doing decorative painting and murals and faux finishes, and somehow... I, I had that gig, which was a fun one. It was so, good. Yeah. It was good. We <laughs> knew glad, you. I'm glad it's holding up. <laughs> I think I used a heck of a lot of polyurethane to mm-hmm. seal that sucker in, right? <laughs> anyway, so for anyone who's just now tuning in and you're wondering, what the heck are these people talking about? This is the business of play, and I'm Heather Wolpern, the Director of Communications with Tucson Metro Chamber, and today's topic is the business of play, and so just uh, speaking most recently, with was Hilary Van Alsberg, the uh, executive director from Children's Museum Tucson and Oro Valley, as well as John Winchester, who is over at uh, the Northwest YMCA, and Sierra Boyer, who comes to us from Pima County Parks and Rec. Tucson. Tucson. Oh, did I say that? That's okay. Tucson. <laughs> Parks and Rec. <laughs> so, um, Tell us about uh, some of the, uh, since we're going into summer, do you have opportunities for maybe teenagers who are looking for work or that sort of thing? Uh, We do, actually. We Mm -hmm. have a junior staff and training program. So if they've aged out of our KidCo uh, summer Uh camp program, they can come back and this is, we try to treat it kind of like a job to where they get interviewed and they get assignments and they're assigned to some staff um, to help out with the KidCo program. Mm-hmm. And so many times I've heard stories of that turning into somebody who then becomes a camp counselor. And I love they that. They start working for us during the summer and that turns into working full time for us and they just work their way up through the ranks at Parks and Rec. That's wonderful. Yeah. I love that. And I also love just some of the programs you have where they're even just for, little itty bitty kids like th- there's a cooking one yummy yummy for, yum, the, tummy. <laughs> yummy for the tummy for three <laughs> to five year olds and that's yeah. brilliant yeah. i think children should start cooking and being helpful in the kitchen at a very young age and it just kind of goes up as they get older of you know they're not quite handling sharp <laughs> knives when they're little but they can learn to age measure things yes. and they can learn different textures and even when they make oobleck have you made that where it's kind of <laughs> cornstarch you know that's so funky yeah. but that's so cool to have that hands-on experience and make it so being in the kitchen is a fun thing it's yes. not a chore so i love that you have that class and i think that like I said earlier, probably almost every person I know at some point in time had their child in a uh, little movers and shakers class, right? My, my daughter is currently yeah. taking yeah. that class. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, you know, our home has uh, concrete floors. And so my oldest daughter, when she was 12 months, was standing up and definitely mobile, but not quite walking. But we were at a movers and shakers class and she stood up. And she walked clear, no lie, across the room because it was the gymnastics mats. And so she just stood up and walked across the room. And we're all like, they're all like, oh, and I'm like screaming. I'm like, this is her first step. (laughs) So they thought I was a lunatic. But it it wasn't the typical one, two, three drop. It was just zoom. But I think it's because it was soft. So so she's like, this isn't going to hurt. I'm going to take off. Yeah. And then even another daughter in high school reconnected with someone who has had an unusual name and has red hair and so when she's telling me about I go you know 
I think that girl was in your movers and shakers class. That's and so I pulled out all these photos and I took it. I'm like, this is her, right? She's like, yep, she took it to school. And they're still friends. I love that. That's that amazing. they're all these years forward. Now they're sophomores in high school. And we have this How picture crazy. of them when they were yeah. six months old or something. Just adorable. <laughs> so, but that's the beauty of having an unusual name and red hair. Yes. You're going to be remembered. <laughs> you know? Well, that's Tucson too. That right? is we Tucson. All, Our two degrees of separation. Yeah, right. I know it's hard to meet someone if you say place you used to work or I don't know, school your kid went to and you don't know someone, definitely. <laughs> uh, and I also love the skate park. I've noticed that at uh, the Reed Park uh, area. That's Yeah, we actually have five skate parks five? in the city. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, yes. tell us more. Yeah, there's more than that. <laughs> yeah, you can learn. find all the locations <laughs> yes. on the website. Um, oh. There's even a group fundraising now to make improvements at the Randolph Skate Park, which is um, near right. this location, but also to potentially build a new skate park oh. underneath the Cushing Street Bridge so that it's like shaded. What? Yeah. Awesome. So they're fundraising right now um, to see if we can build that. That's wow. a great idea. Yeah. There's one out in Purple Heart and there's a few more on like the southwest side and then obviously there's one central here um, and then one that's more north northwest oh that sounds really yeah. cool and then i also love that because of the different facilities you have plenty of indoor things to do so even if it is the heat of the summer mm -hmm. you can still go inside and play ping pong or play whatever so there are things yes. for kids to do even in the the heat of the summer yeah what are some other summer programs that people might want to be aware of well just our open rec hours mm -hmm. um you can come in a lot of our recreation centers have pool tables or foosball tables open mm -hmm. rec time for for gym but then kidco but Kidco fills up so fast, like in th within the first like 30 seconds, um, that registration is open. Uh, wow. It's filled up. But uh, we have swim lessons all summer long and then our, just our open pool rec hours. Mm -hmm. um, we have three splash pads and we're planning to build many more, hopefully another one at Lincoln Park that'll be open this summer. So there's lots of fun ways to cool off outdoors and indoors. Right. And what about at the Y? Are there any programs that are specific for the summer? Oh, yes. I mean, we have our normal um, uh, summer camps, which run 10 weeks starting the week of Memorial Day. Okay. Uh, we also have specialty camps that are attached to that with different focus areas that people can mm -hmm. uh, kind of pick at if they would like. Um, we have our sports skills camps. So we run 10 weeks of skills camps and every week is a different sport and we have a different vendor uh, not vendors uh partner is the correct term okay. um whether it's fc tucson coming mm -hmm. in and doing running soccer skills mm -hmm. camps or the sugar skulls coming in and oh, running fun. um uh, uh, football skills camps those kinds of things uh we have our uh, of course camp up at the try y uh which goes on and all of our sites have you know registration for for summer camp and the summer camps are now they're getting so big that we're usually we're, we're running them off site of our facilities because they're just too big. Um, we have special camps um, and then we have our our, our athletic season, uh, which we have our summer athletic season, which starts at the very end of May, same week as camp starts. Mm, okay. So that's we'll be running basketball um, and soccer um, for that for that for the summer programs. We also have our little dancers program Aww. and uh, and itty bitty talking about three to five. Right. That's how I found the YMCA is I have oh. a three year old son who has enough energy to run this town. Right. If I could get him on like a gerbil wheel or something. <laughs> 
and we he was driving us nuts at home yeah. and we were like i gotta get this kid into something but at three and five athletics there's not a lot of options right and we found the itty bitty program at the ymca and we put him in there and it's it's not competitive at that right. age it's about teaching skills and mm-hmm. body control right. things like that so he loved it and um so he you know he's he's We've, we we also run our itty bitty program during that period of time, um, and we have our LIT program, which is leadership and training, which oh, okay. runs throughout the, the ten week program as well. And this, what age group is that? Um, uh, middle school, junior high, oh, good. Um, a high school. I mean, mm-hmm. um, middle school and high school. <laughs> this summer, we're partnering with Starbucks. Um, they have a uh, leadership program that they like to work with kids, so we're kind of combine ours and huh. work with Starbucks on that. Um, and that's tends to be a, um, a group of kids. And we work directly with the districts, um, the school districts, Marana, um, Amphi and Flowing Wells directly to get kids into that program. It's very formal. You don't just get in. You've got to get you got to interview for it. You okay. got to get letters of recommendation. It's the goal is just to work with kids on, you know, being professional and knowing how to present yourself in a, in a, that's so important. In a manner that, that you can get a job and which is Starbucks was, that's where Starbucks is at. They're going to work with mm-hmm. kids on how to interview and things like that. So it's a lot of fun. Um, how but, can people find out about how to apply for that? All of that will be on our camp, uh, tucsonymca.org slash forward slash camps. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. website and you can find out about that we want a lot of and that's just we have those going on at ours but they're 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 region wide so right. whether you live on the east side you can go into the ot ymca and uh-huh. work with them or if you're going through you know if you're midtown lighthouse downtown area south right. side is low so uh, those are the programs that we have we use playing as a means of enrichment yeah um it's not just about playing but it's right. walking away with, with well you uh, learn through yeah. play yeah. Um, I, I guess I think of it, and my kids are speak speak Spanish at home, mm-hmm. and we don't want them to take Spanish classes. We want them to take classes in Spanish. So as opposed mm-hmm. to learning it directly, you're using it as a means of reinforcing it. So that's that's a lot of the program. It's the wise model of of working with kids, right? And Hillary, coming from your perspective from the Children's Museum, you know, how do you see play as far as just the importance? of play for kids. Well, it's it's a science. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. There's there's something to the ability for kids to come together and they've never met and the families don't know each other mm-hmm. and and they they sort of side by side interact and then all of a sudden you'll see it come together and the social navigation tools that they learn in in a play environment are exactly how they learn how to function in the real world right right this is this is their business this mm-hmm. is their ability to sort of interact and become social and and navigate their world and and you know you can you can see it it's mm-hmm. sort of Mm-hmm. plays out when you when you watch like you'll go into the Mercado mm-hmm. in uh, the Children's Museum in the Bodyology exhibit and you'll you'll watch sort of the the movement of kids I'll be the cashier and you'll right. push a shopping cart around and I'm going to put all the fruit back on the trees and I'm going to take all the boxes off the shelf and right. you know you just sort of it's my watch kids favorite area. <laughs> yeah, well it is it is <laughs> I think it's in fun. every charter that you have to in a children's menu, you have to have a market mm-hmm. yeah but it's it's all of the places that they do it there's we've got a, a place in our new maker studio uh where you can paint on the wall That's and great. It, you what you watch is the parents the parents <laughs> will sort of say 
oh boy okay are we gonna be able to and then 30 seconds later the kid is of course we paint here we don't paint at home on our walls we come here paint on the walls and and you know our our makerspace has places where kids can learn to play with things safely so there's screwdrivers there's hammers there's there's things where we've got sewing machines you can really Mm -hmm. get in and try new things that you you don't necessarily try at home or Mm -hmm. you see it in a different way and the the parents and the caregivers that come in with these kids universally we get the feedback of Oh, I had no idea that my kid was going to like that. I mean, that's so cool. We can mm-hmm. we can hot glue gun at home. I I would never have thought that. Right. And and you know, yes, we have real scissors. You don't mm-hmm. have to have the little. Sure. You know, you just watch them and you you sort of show them how to use the tools properly. And, and exactly, so they don't get a scar on their thumb from when they were six playing with an exacto knife. Okay, well, like they me. might. But they hey, might. I ended you up being did, an obviously. artist. So <laughs> it all works out. We actually had a scribble wall in our basement. Our yeah. basement was finished, but we were allowed to draw whatever we wanted and I think it was really good for all of us to have that ability to just express and our friends would come over and they would add to the poem they started the last time they were at our house or you know the mural just continued continued and I just think that's so important to have an outlet and I think with all of your organizations something that you have in common as far as enriching children's lives is you know maybe a child isn't excelling with math or writing or reading, but they're artistic or they're really coordinated, good at sports. And so for them to get that self-esteem boost from having fun and playing, but that alone, I think, can really carry them. And who knows where it could lead professionally or just whatever, even just mental health alone (laughs) to be able to burn off some steam and uh, have some fun. I think that's what's really important about having these opportunities that all of you all of your organizations give to people whether they're very young or very old or somewhere in between i think that's important you know we have that with our i'm a scientist program and a lot of the things that we do like our make it mondays programs Uh it's all about coming and realizing that science is fun Mm -hmm. and arts are fun it isn't it isn't in the joy of learning and really just just realizing that you can be creative in whatever way your creative creativity shows itself but it doesn't have to have a test at the end and it doesn't have to be the right there's answer no or the or right. wrong mm-hmm. answer exactly, exactly. it's yeah. just the way you see it it's yeah. just your way of telling your story i think that's great and um there's something else about what you were saying with um this seems to happen almost every show huh or i just kind of lose my train of thought <laughs> well the thing that i th- i see that's similar to all three of our our organizations and the work that we do is it is play and mm-hmm. it is the business of play but it's also accessibility it's it i think that we talk about accessibility just to the point of of exhaustion because this isn't a place where you come just because you can afford to get in the children's museum parks and rec the y we're all working really hard to make sure that everyone has mm-hmm. the ability to come to these places and and we have affordable ways to do that and we and we were trying really right. hard to make sure that this isn't just just a place for the kids that can afford it or the families mm-hmm. that can Absolutely. afford it this is everyone's Absolutely. place to gather Absolutely. that's important and i also saw something on your website hillary about the my time inclusion tell us about that 
Well, we love that program. It's been going on for several years. We have it both in the downtown location and in Oro Valley. Okay. And it's a time, we, we call it my time because it's an open access time for families to come together. And we're, we're opening it up as low sensory. And we really don't categorize it any other way. What we say mm-hmm. is, if you feel like this is a time that you could come and experience the Children's Museum with your kids, whether they have special needs or not, but right. if this if this is what you need mm-hmm. to enjoy the sure. Children's Museum, we'll turn off the sirens and we exactly. turn off the music and the lights are not on and we don't have thumping it's such music. Such a great and, idea, and it's it's a way for families who do have kids that have unique needs, but also families who want to make sure that everything just is normalized for those families too, and and mm-hmm. have a way to talk about, you know, not everybody's the same and. Mm-hmm. What we love about the My Time Times is you can come, you can have this this time and, and uh, with your family, mm-hmm. and then the museum opens up to everyone, and you can stay as long as you want. You've right. paid admission, you can stay all day. I love that. And, and it's just a nice, accessible way to make the the museum feel as though it's everyone's. Right. That's great. And you see yourself here. I love that. And are, do you have certain elements, too, where you kind of are... Uh, reaching a, a broader range of people, certain elements. To- certain, well, I mean, ours is not necessarily um, inter-age group as mm-hmm. much as they are the vast number of age groups that we span programming mm-hmm. for, you know, uh, families or programming for professional adults without families. Uh-huh. When, you know, when people want, with when you only have one facility and you're, you have that many people, it's your, that's where our programming is. But you, we have to be aware increasingly um, uh, the the YMCA is, is for all. That's mm-hmm. kind of its model uh, motto. It, right. it just it, that's we want everybody there with whatever needs and in our ki- child care areas or our facilities, mm-hmm. uh, learn and play or the after school programs. We are training our staff increasingly more and more to be aware of the differences between um, uh, behavioral differences between kids. Not that kids are getting in trouble, but certainly sensory right. is huge when you're dealing um, or working with and providing services for children who are on the spectrum or things like that. And I right. know that my nephew, who I helped raise, goes to the. He was grew up going to those times. I love it um, at the at the um, museum because he he can't get into a, a situation where. You know, with all the sounds and lights right. and people and stuff like that, when it's quiet and it's there's not flashing lights somewhere, you know, he's he's able to participate. But during the regular time, he can't because it's just a sensory overload for him. So definitely the YMCA is looking at being able to bridge um, within certain areas within our athletics program. If kids have mm-hmm. certain um, uh, uh, limitations needs. or needs, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're, we accommodate them accordingly. That's great. Um, because if if you want to play a space, like you said, to be for yeah. all, you have mm-hmm. to you have to start yeah, doing be that. inclusive. Otherwise, you know, where else? But the, for the Northwest, we're outside the city limits, and mm-hmm. there's not another community center out there. Right. Where are these kids going to go? Right. I mean the the I mean there's nowhere else for them to go and we we've just limited their possibilities. So for us it we're really striving. It's difficult, but I I believe you know we have the responsibility and the obligation to do that. Mhm. That's great. I love that. So uh Sierra, were you uh mentioning earlier about um 
Well, we were talking about some of the summer things going on, but do you have other special events that are on the horizon that you want people to know about? We do. Uh, the extravaganza Ooh, is coming that? up on April 4th, Saturday, April 4th. Oh, that's soon. It's very close. Yeah, it's it held at Mansfield Park. Oh, okay. And so it's... We expect probably 2,500 kids and families to come wow. out. There's an egg hunt in the park, games, inflatables. Um, they have prizes, entertainment, food trucks. or Wow. Uh, yeah, food will be there. Snow cones. We even have like an inclusive egg hunt. So there's like a separate area where um, children with disabilities can safely enjoy an egg hunt. Because I don't know if you guys have been to one of those events, but the egg hunt <laughs> can be a pretty extreme. <laughs> it's a little vicious. Yes. Yeah. You should have extreme egg hunts. Yeah. Yes. It's already extreme. <laughs> How much more extreme can it get? Maybe an adult egg hunt. That would be fun. Maybe the adults pretty much do it anyways with their kids. But right. yeah, that's Saturday, April 4th from 10 to 1 at Mansfield Park. Do you just show up or do you need yeah, just to register? Up. It's free. No, oh. just show up. So I say we expect 2,500. That's just based on past attendance. But depending wow. on weather, we can have way more than that or some less. I love that. And what about you two? Any other special events or just things you want to make sure that the public knows about that's on the horizon? Yeah, we we have a ton of special events coming up, actually. We, we've got the Earth Day Festival coming oh, up, yeah. and we've got All Abilities Day coming up. We just had SciFest. You know, there's we just uh, hosted Rare Disease Day just this last weekend. So, and we get, you know, 2,500 is pretty standard for, for wow. events at the Children's Museum. They're all on our website, so you can watch and see what's coming up, but it's, there, there's always ways to come, and, and you know, and the My Times, you watch the for the my times so you you can go to the downtown location or or up and of course we've got summer camps and spring break camp and there's there's always something happening perfect and what about uh did you have something to say i'm sorry i mean we, we yeah i uh, along the same lines we have our spring break com camp coming up in a week um we have our uh volleyball season is starting in uh here in april we have volleyball clinics with dave rubio coming up in, in, in april at the northwest branch um we're also we also have healthy kids days um What's which that? is a national ymca um day where all of all of the associations across the country uh, work on getting kids to be thinking about programming coming up in the summer because wait weight gain is the summer is the, the highest right. weight gain period for kids so we want to keep them active we have our healthy kids day 5k um going on uh, on this in that morning and then we have uh you know we have a fair we have all kinds of medical providers and um they you know programs for kids to stay involved and stay active whether it's in our sports programs or our camps or that's other important. things that other people have so they're not just planted in front of the that's TV right we have a no screen policy i like you that know, screen i think screen free is the uh screen free yeah you can make a commercial for us <laughs> out of that um, and uh, so it's it's we work with again we work with the school districts um, as well as the governing bodies around us to reach kids and try to give them options that are beyond being at home for I the summer. That. So it's really our, our our event that we use to prep for for summer because immediately within a month we start we start summer camps and Very programming. Cool. So let's wrap it up by talking about any volunteer opportunities the three organizations might have. Oh, we actually have a volunteer coordinator who coordinates all of the volunteer efforts, and it's pretty much like 
one person can sign up online and say where what areas they're interested. So do they want to clean up a park? Do they want to help uh-huh. at a front desk of a rec center? Or like whole groups of people can say we want to organize a park cleanup. So they just go through the volunteer coordinator and all that information. That's such a website. great idea. I mean, that would be a good team building exercise mm-hmm. for an office to go out and Definitely. help clean up a park. Agreed. I might take that back to the office. <laughs> well, I, and what a great opportunity yes. too, right? And, yeah, and it feels so good. Just just to do something that you feel, oh, just we bipped in, we could do it every week or yep. we could just do it one time. That's sure. a great, I love that. Mm-hmm. And Children's Museum, we, yep, we have volunteer opportunities. We have, um, you can always come to our events. You know, mm-hmm. you would go through our volunteer coordinator as well. Mm-hmm. And you've got special events and we have interns. There's There's opportunities to to interact with kids and kind of get your feet wet and right. decide if you want to work with it or yeah. a childhood environment or not. Because right. sometimes it seems real fun at first and you think, I, I, I don't know if this is for me and this is a great place to test that out. That is. There's but, a big difference between taking care of your kids and yep. somebody else. Isn't that yep. the truth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And volunteer oh, yeah. and or job opportunities. With these guys, uh, same, same same um here. We I mean we're year round. We always have volunteer opportunities, mm-hmm. whether it's in coaching, after school, mm-hmm. tutoring, programs, mm-hmm. swimming, um, you know, all throughout the facility, wherever there's a program opportunity, we plug um volunteers in our healthy kids day with helping get set up for all the vendors and everything that come out to the Northwest branch right. or any of the other branches. Uh, the other branch we have is hosting is Ott on the east side, but we're always, you know, there's there's no lack of work in the nonprofit and no. and, and public sectors. Right. You know, there's there, there's always something to do and we thrive or depend on on uh, that extra kick we get from really the, the community, the wonderful mm-hmm. community that we live in. So, and, and job opportunities always. Um, whether it's you know lifeguarding, uh, child care for summer camps, child care in general, uh, front desk, you name it, awesome. we're always hiring. Same. <laughs> Lifeguards are always in need. It's like where Good are they? Know. Yes. Good to know. Well, we should share. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much to my special guests, Hillary Van Alsberg, John Winchester, Sierra Boyer. I'm so glad you all joined me today. This was fun. Thank you. Thank this you. Was we'll fun. Upload a photo from the Business of Play to the Tucson Metro Chamber website and on Tucson Business Radio X website, so you can put a face to our names. Uh, And our contact information will be there as well, so if anyone has any questions, please reach out directly. And do please follow Tucson Metro Chamber on all of our social media channels and check out tucsonchamber.org for upcoming events or membership information. I'm Heather Wolpern, Director of Communications at Tucson Metro Chamber, and I look forward to sharing more about how the Tucson Metro Chamber helps Tucson businesses thrive when I host the next Business Of on Tuesday, April 7th, when we'll talk about the business of cannabis with my special guests from the Growers Network and the Downtown Dispensary. Thanks again. Bye-bye. The Business of, an informative podcast with Heather Wilburn from the Tucson Metro Chamber can be heard here continuously on TucsonBusinessRadioX.com.